In April 1999, Southampton was second to bottom in the Premier League. With just five games left, relegation seemed inevitable. Southampton's woeful away form sees them slip a place. Then the club signed Marion Pahas. Saints were 3-2 down against Blackburn Rovers, with 12 minutes left, when Dave Jones decided to bring Pahas on for his home debut. A last throw by the Saints, off goes Scott Hiley, and on for the first time at the Dell is the new man from Skonteriga, known as Latvia's Michael Owen, Marian Pahas, who's a striker and is, in the words of his manager, a big game player. Well, this is a big game. Dodd. Beattie, yet another prodigiously Southampton could beat Everton at the Dell on the final game of the season, they would avoid relegation. Oh, Beatty's helped it on, here's Pahas, there's no defender in front of him. The Dell erupts, Southampton take the lead after 24 minutes. Jones comes and punches. Gemmel gets it back to Dacor, Marsden wouldn't allow it to reach them. And now Southampton on a quick break, Pahaz has run, here's Beatty. Pahaz, oh yes, oh yes! Surely now Southampton are safe. Marian Pahaz had quickly become a Saints hero. Saints fans loved him, and Pahaz loved the fans. I had the talent, but uh, I think if I would have only talent, that wouldn't be enough for me to succeed in uh, in Southampton. I think without fans, it would be impossible. Uh, they lived for me. I didn't want to disappoint them. And it's why I had to give 110%, uh, because even 100 wasn't enough sometimes. Pahas was recommended to Saints by Latvia manager Gary Johnson. I just wondered, yeah. how different would your life have been if Gary Johnson had been manager of Latvia, could it have been very well, different? Well, I think, uh, you know, it's like you can't really go behind too, too far to think what would happen if... Uh, I don't like these comparisons, you know, just happy what happened to me and I'm happy for... Gary to to come here and to help me to go to England because you know at the end of the day I I would still be a football player I would play in Italy or Germany uh, Austria where I had trials and uh, I've been quite successful there. But the move to the Premier League very nearly didn't happen at all. You had the trial game at Oxford. You scored a hat trick. I read that you were feeling sick. Is that right before the game? Well. It was a tournament in Moscow before I came to for trial and uh, I came back from Moscow from the tournament which Gary was attending actually. It's the first time he saw me live and he liked me and he sent, uh, so I called David Jones and said, yeah, you can, it's worth to look at this boy. But then I came back home and I become sick. I was ill, like high fever and uh, 
big problems. I couldn't go really, and uh, they told me you have to go, and I say no, I'm not gonna go. What I gonna show they if I'm sick, if I'm feeling bad? Uh, I need a couple of weeks to recover, and when I'm ready, I'm going. And I remember the coach of Skonto Riga, he said to me, Marian, listen, it's maybe the chance of your life. If you're going to miss it now, maybe in two weeks' time they're going to get a new striker and you're not going to have another opportunity like this. So let's go. And we jumped to the plane together. I remember, like, wearing these woolly hats and stuff and was sick on medicine. And uh, But I came and, uh, yeah... After a couple of days, I started feeling better and uh, managed to play that game for reserve, score hat-trick, and, uh, and all happened. Yeah, yeah, fantastic story. I mean, so yeah. that, was en- that was enough to convince the transfer to go through. I think it was £800,000, which is a very good deal, even, even in the 90s. Did you, you must have had a lot of self-belief. You believed you could have an impact on the Premier League. Listen, well, Mark, I didn't, I didn't believe anything. I didn't, I didn't have any self-belief. When I, uh, when I, you couldn't imagine what came through my head because I was the first one to ever play in the Premier League and uh, I knew I could play better than Skonto but I couldn't imagine I can be like top player in the Premier League, for example, or good player for Southampton Football Club, for example. So I was thinking, wow, something happening. Why they pay so much money for me? <laughs> so so the, the, probably uh, this fact of Southampton Football Club paid so much money for me was forcing me to, to give maximum, to, I don't know, to not disappoint the fans and the coach who believe at me. But I remember the first trainings and first game I played in Coventry. So, uh, I came on as a substitute. How I can play in this league? It's impossible. So I didn't have any belief at all. What, for a why couple you, of months. Why do you say impossible, Marion? Because of, because of the, the tactics or the speed? But listen, now I'm going to coaching. Uh, obviously, I'm the coach. I understand. If any player, even if you are a top star, you need some time for adaptation. And this is normal. I didn't understand that that time when I was a player. So I remember the first trainings or the first game. It's just completely everything is different. Football is different. And uh, first of all, it's the speed. Yeah, speed. You need to get to that pace, which our our game wasn't intensive, wasn't uh, quick enough. Here I just was losing everything, even in trainings. I just was out of pace. And uh, that took me a couple of months to adapt to that. But uh, it's why I was feeling like, wow, it's impossible. How, how they play here? It's just too intensive, too, too quick. Everything is like, you know, i receiving the ball. I got the body, body memory, what I'm usually doing in that situation. And uh, when I received the ball, I had the time to put my head up, look at what I'm going to do next and then pass the ball or do do the dribble. Uh, when I came to England, I remember the first time I touched the ball, I put the head up, boom, second, and uh, I just was without the ball. So so I had to adapt to that pace, and I had to adapt to to different style of the game. But luckily, I was a quick player, and uh, my head was doing okay, and I managed to adapt quite quick. 
I think. You, you, you certainly did. I mean, it was different then. These days, we can look at any, pretty much any player in the world. We can go onto the internet and YouTube. But back then, you know, you came as people. People heard about you, the goals you scored, but they hadn't seen you play. Did you know anything about Southampton? I, I wouldn't have thought you would have done. No, not really. Not really. That time we didn't have we didn't have a satellite television. We just uh, came out of Soviet Union, and you know, uh, it was quite quite new things for us. Of course, sometimes, occasionally, they show the big games on tele, Man United or yeah. uh, Chelsea or somebody like them, the champions, uh, the uh, Cups. I watched a bit, but I didn't know much about Southampton at all. The most difficult time for me was just a couple of months because I didn't speak any English that time. Oh, you and, didn't? Uh, that, no, no, nothing, zero. And that was depressing, you know, even like I come to the dressing room and uh, it's all it's all the same every day. The boys trying to ask me how are you and stuff and I couldn't even answer to them properly. So at some point they stopped coming to me, you know. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I seen you spoke because you speak so well now. I mean, so, so you, you, you made such a quick impact. You scored on your home debut. How long until you were able to speak English? Did you go to did you go to classes or did you just pick it up from the players? Yeah, of course. The most of the time uh, I pick up from the players, but uh, I took the classes here for a couple of months, and uh, it's uh, it's uh, next uh, science director is John Mortimer. If you remember the name, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was helping a lot, and uh, he was guy who inspired me, him and his wife, Mary, uh, they was amazing to us, to me and my wife, and uh, they helped, they found uh, they found us a teacher, and also they come to our house quite often and uh, spoke to us, and uh, that helped a lot. How, so, how, long did it but, take, how long did it take, Mary, to, how long did it take to learn the language? Well, listen, I think... Uh, even now, I would love to study more and more because uh, I can talk, but not like perfect, you know. Sometimes uh, some of the words is difficult for me or some phrases is difficult for me to understand. But I think uh, like to talk in the dressing room, and to, it took about six months when I could understand things, you know. The football language is, uh, it helps. I remember when I scored the first goals uh, for the club, I didn't really need to speak too much, <laughs> even if I don't understand or no. I couldn't answer back. The goals is speaking for me, you know. The boys start to appreciate me and uh, they say, well done, Marian, well done, Marian. It's like old, uh, I don't know, even like Letiz or Dotzi or Rani Benali who helped me a lot, Klaus and uh, all other boys, Maza, Bitti. Uh, they come to me and they start to appreciate and even if I didn't understand something I couldn't answer back still it was like good relationship you know Yeah. and uh, I remember it was amazing team we had amazing group of players you know really good group of players and they all helped we all, we all helped each other and uh, it's why we were like so so united you know so good good as a, as a group and uh, so after a couple of months, I, I stopped feeling un uncomfortable and I stopped feeling, even without talking perfect English, I would say. Did you have a, who did you think you, 
was your favourite strike partner at Saints? Who did you play best with up front? Well, obviously it's James Beattie. You know how many, if you, if you count how many passes he gave to me, the goal-scoring passes, uh, and how many I gave to him. So that counts. It's probably going to be over 100, something like this. So uh, definitely, yeah, definitely he's the... It's most of the time we play together, so I would say uh, I would say that was like most successful partnership with me like and Leticia up front. But but obviously uh, obviously Matteo Leticia when he was there is like amazing. Uh, any ball he give you, it's it's just perfect. But he didn't play much that time. This is the thing. No, no, he was he was coming towards the end. I mean, with with, with you, Marion, you. Even though you're a striker, you played in quite a lot of different formations and positions. What, where do you prefer playing? What sort of formation do you get your best form? Well, listen, it's difficult to say. I think I, I, I was quite universal player. And uh, thank you to Skonto times when the coach moved me. Uh, I played in the middle. I played uh, on a wing. I played as a striker. So I had lots of different positions. It depends on the team who you play against. Uh, but uh, sometimes it's easier to receive the ball wide and then cut in and shoot. And uh, you manage to, to score even more goals when you play up front. But, uh, yeah, I think up front is, uh, is a, 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 any player's favorite position. You know, the player who likes to score goals, who wants to be with the ball and uh, who likes the attention of the of the supporters, you know. So, yeah, yeah. If could, I can answer like adapt. this, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I could adapt. Yeah. Oh, we had, oh, we actually had eight managers while you were there, which is phenomenal, really, in seven years. I know, I, I know, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, who, who, who do you think got the best out of you? Who did you enjoy working for? Difficult to say because, uh, you know, Dave Jones was will always will be in my heart forever because he's the one who trusted in me and who uh, invited me over and gave me that opportunity and gave me that chance. And we're still talking to him until now. So I just had a talk with him a couple of months ago over the phone. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, he, he's the guy who invented me really in English football uh, but uh, unfortunately he left quite early yes. and uh, I wouldn't have chance to work with him longer uh, so in that case I would say Glenn Hoddle was the one who who I played my best football with what, Why do you think Marion because I know sometimes if I remember Glenn Hoddle occasionally plays you wide what, what was yeah. it about Glenn that worked for you? Well, first of all, he one of those coaches who gave me big belief. Uh, you know, sometimes sometimes you can be a good player, but uh, around you also are good players, and you're not sure whether coach is uh, trusting you, whether he thinks you are the better than the other one, and etc. Uh, but I remember Hodel came to me and say. Marian, you're going to play wide tomorrow. I was like, what? I was surprised because I was uh, that time the top goal scorer in the club, was playing up front, everything was good. 
I was like and uh, everything was good. And he said to me, you're going to play wide. I say, why? I don't like wide. I want to be up front to score goals and uh, make fans happy. And he said to me, Marian, can you imagine if, you go, if you're going to have three best players in the club? And I say, okay. And he said, would you put your three best players on the pitch at the same time? Or you're going to play only two of them and one you leave out? I say, well, if I have opportunity, probably I will put my best players, everybody on the pitch at the same time, if it's the best players in the team. And he said, okay, in that case, I'm saying that another two, they cannot play wide, and you can. And then I thought, wow, he put me as a top three players in the club? That means a lot to me, and I don't care where he's going to put me. Uh, right back, left back, even center back, I don't care. I, I will do everything for him. So and, and I played wide and I played good. Because he gave me that belief, you know, he gave me that praise. He put yeah. me into the top three players in the club. So he was very clever that, in that sense, you know. He was very good uh, psychologist, I would say. And uh, I didn't mind. If that would be different situation and he just say, Marian, you just have to play wide and didn't explain anything, maybe I would be... All, uh, without mood, and maybe I wouldn't be successful there. But because he not just said that to me, but explained why, I was like happy, and I was playing with uh, with pride and with uh, desire on that road. And I scored quite a few goals playing wide. Let's have a quick reminder of some of Marion's Saints' goals. Now, Jason God with a few yards of space to work with Pahaz, having made a fine run. Hughes. Now then, he's got Pahas ahead, up against Stam. Oh, brilliant play by Marian Pahas! Fantastic goal! And now Pahas on the break against Dean Blackwell. Thatcher's trying to make the extra defender. It's still Pahas, and he's beaten Blackwell, and he's scored the goal. Pahas, oh, the goalkeeper is static. that challenged him. Richards forward now. Here's Pahas! And they've done it! From 3-0 down to 3-3 in the 92nd minute. You may have your favourite, but what's Marion's favourite Saints goal? I think against Derby, when we drew 3-3 at home, and uh, Rory Delap scored against us, the first goal, the opening, and then uh, I equalized. Uh, this was the for me the top goal because I never, I very occasionally score from outside the penalty area, and it was the one and with the left foot the top corner. So for me it was the perfect, amazing, unbelievable goal. So you look very I happy after that this. one, yeah. You look very happy after yeah, that one. Yeah, I, I, no, I, I, I was looking. Uh, Amazed, you know, I was surprised I did it. And I saw the ball coming to the top corner. I was like, what? It was 25, 30 yards away, left foot, so how is this possible? But you, you didn't mind striking with your left foot, did you? You, you could do it. You... No, 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 for me, I don't mind. Yeah, I, I didn't mind, but, you know, 
in general, I didn't have the power to legs like Kevin Phillips, for example, who can score from 30, 35 yards easy. Uh, I didn't have that powerful shoot, so my goals was really from inside the penalty area. But sometimes, you know, it's sometimes it's happened, and uh, luckily at that time it gets out. <laughs> strange sort of way, maybe the right decision for Southampton because Jones would obviously have been in danger of a red card there. Ooh, tremendous equaliser! Oh, what a goal that was within seconds of the restart. Marian Bahas has brought Southampton level. Well, if we had 20 minutes of non-event football, it's suddenly and dramatically come to life in the last 60 seconds. The Dell was a very famous ground. And then all of a sudden, we're a ground where there's twice as many people. That must have been great as a player to have more home fans. Well, to be fair, it was quite quite difficult to switch from the bell because uh, we couldn't we couldn't uh, adapt that quick. But I think as any team in the world, uh, they experienced the same same situation. Arsenal also they moved to Emirates Stadium and they couldn't do well for some time. Uh, same with us. Uh, it's completely different atmosphere. And uh, yes, I agree. It's more people, but on the same time, uh, uh, nothing could could change that atmosphere of old Dell. And it was some special, some special place, you know, where we felt really at home. And uh, it doesn't matter who coming to play against us. We was we was feeling confident we're gonna win the game. You know what I mean? Yes, so, so in some ways, yes, it's a lovely new ground, St Mary's, but in some ways we kind of lost something because the Dell was, it was, it was exactly. unique, wasn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, it was unique. But slowly, slowly, I think St Mary's become the, the home also. Marion was part of the Saints side that began the 2001-2002 season at a new ground, St Mary's. But it took a while for the team to find their feet, not winning a game there, until November, in which Marion scored the winner. Sadly, Marion, you know, by about sort of 2002, you were unlucky with injuries. You had a yeah. hernia and a nasty, a nasty ankle injury. That yeah. were you always confident you could you could make a return? You must have had some doubts. It's quite depressing when you're out for that long. Well, I think. Uh... Yeah, the doubts, they came later. Uh, that year when I got injured, I didn't think about that. I thought it's one of those things which uh, I will recover and everything's going to be all right again. But uh, as longer that continues, this problem has much, much more I've been worried. Yeah, there's not been depression and, uh, and etc. So, uh, yeah, from the beginning, I didn't feel anything was all right, but uh, slowly, slowly, when I had one operation, second operation, third operation, and not successfully, uh, I've been, yeah, it's been, it's been sort of making my head, you know, doing it. I'm sure. And, and then, I believe that you put one of your first girls back was, was against Portsmouth, if I, if I remember, at St Mary's. It was, yeah. It was. It opens up. Oh, yes! Marion Pahars makes it 2 0 to Southampton. 
The little Latvian was out of the game injured for a year. And after that frustrating spell on the sidelines, it looks like it's going to be a very Merry Christmas for Marion Pahars and for Southampton. Was, uh, that, that was a very special goal. I mean, uh, I think the fans. Yeah. I think the fans are very pleased for you. You know, um, that must have been. That must have felt great to come back to do what you do best, scoring goals. Yeah, some on some ways, of course, it's great to score goals, but uh, since since those injuries, I didn't feel 100%. Never. Never. I I knew something wrong still. I had pains and uh, I didn't feel sharp enough. I didn't feel uh, sort of fit enough and uh, I wasn't the same. Yeah, I scored a couple of goals since I came back, but that wasn't the same. It was different. And uh, unfortunately, but okay, what I can do? This was this was my destiny. This was life. I think yeah. I was very happy to even get what I had, you know. So uh, that must be very difficult, Marin, because if, if you've been through all that, you've been through the operations and the rehabilitation, but if you know in your in your head you're not 100 percent, that must be difficult to deal with. Yeah, that's not easy. That's not easy, and. Uh, only time treats really in those situations and uh, it's like I even try to renew my football life I go to Cyprus and came back home but at some point I just didn't enjoy playing I just didn't enjoy training and uh, uh, playing games because it was constantly painful I couldn't get out of that and I had to stop quite early I would say but uh, it was your ankle uh, Marion that was starting? I think it was my ankle from the beginning, but because the, it was deformed, deformation, you know, yes. uh, slowly it was affecting my groins, and uh, this is why I stopped. George Burley didn't read your contract, I and mean, I'm guessing he would have called you into the office. Did you, did you expect to get a new contract, or was it more a case of hoping? How did you feel then? Well, I feel bad to be fair. I remember this moment here, and uh, I think from the coach point of view, he was probably doing the right right thing. But uh, you know, it's like uh, that time I didn't know what's gonna happen, uh, whether I'm gonna recover from injury or not. Uh, so I was expecting to stay in the club, even on a as you play basis because uh, it was a couple of other clubs even in the Premier League who was offering me pay as you play and uh, of course if I had a chance to stay in my home club really I would call Southampton my home club uh, because it's really become my home uh, I didn't want to go anywhere and uh, I was hoping to be and one day maybe or dreaming to having my testimonial I had to stay in the club for another couple of years but uh, I didn't even have this option, and I didn't even have an option to say goodbye to the fans, so nobody offered that to me, you know, and uh, that was uh, probably one of the, of the most painful things which I had, because, uh, yeah, sometimes 
It's a life of professional football player. If somebody else is better than you, you have to go. And this is normal. I accept that. Uh, but on the other side is I felt I did quite a lot for the club. I gave everything. I put my health to the club, you know. And uh, to, to, give me, to give me the possibility of... Uh, of sort of uh, pace you play to chance to get recovery, maybe I would deserve that. But again, I don't have, I don't have, uh, I'm not saying regrets about that, but uh, I don't feel bad. I, I don't think bad about anybody, even Joseph Burley. Uh, okay, he did his job and uh, he didn't even think much about that, probably. And what eventually happened that season, you know, the end of. I think it was 2006 where players do a lap of honour I mean people all they remember is Saints fans if they remember you you know I've spoken to a lot of fans and they were very you know very upset that you, you, you were going the thing is uh, first of all as I said to you nobody offered me to say goodbye to the fans or something so it was nothing is like nobody really knew about this except no. me because I had a, uh, I had a talk with George Burley a couple of days ago before the game, so uh, it's a usual lap of honor after the season. Every player doing this, but I had to say, to do something. I had to say goodbye to the fans. It's why I wasn't even on the bench, so uh, I didn't really been invited to the pitch uh, out of all. So I had to do it myself, and I knew it's a special moment. I had to be alone that time. So I wait until all the players almost finish it and I, I walk out. So this is this is my own, I would say, desire to do that thing. So nobody nobody spoke to me about that or say, okay, Marian, let's say let's do the final interview or something. So it was quiet. Nobody nobody really. That's sometimes you know when you. It is shame, yeah. Sometimes uh, you think, okay, when uh, when you need it, when you score goals, it's a lot of attention. It's a lot of uh, it's a lot of thinking, interviews and stuff. But sometimes when you when you out for one reason or another, uh, people just forget quick. So yeah. luckily, fans didn't forget, and they had amazing reception. Well, no, I mean, uh, fans fans feel very, very strongly, you know, about you. And I'm guessing you had a good relationship with Saints fans, had a great relationship with the fans. Did you? Yeah, really? yeah. Since since I came, it was amazing. Uh, I don't know why this happened. Uh, uh, difficult to say. Not because I scored the first goal, probably, but... Uh, Maybe because I couldn't score the first games, I remember, and I just, I just work hard. But uh, I know what is the fans means in England. They can uh, uh, help you, also they can destroy you. And I saw examples even in Southampton. And uh, I was lucky enough; they was behind me from the first day. And uh, I don't know. I think they did help me a lot. I hope to come and speak to them one day. <laughs> well, like I, I said, so. you know, I, yeah, I, well, it's been, you know, it's been smashing speaking to you, Marion. Really, really great. I mean, um, thank you very much, Mark. I'm it's so always a, a, a thank you for the good memories because, you know, 
when when you called me and we we start to chat is like it's something new from the past life come to me which uh, I'm missing you know a lot and uh it's not happened often so sometimes the some Saints fans coming to Latvia and they and, uh, I met a couple of now already and uh, it that gives me extra motivation you know because it's something which I'm missing in my life and uh, yeah thank you thank you too and he's been replaced by uh, Marian Fahas his brand of skill into the contest O'Brien and Fahaz immediately. That's a good check out. And he scored! Well, now there's the story. Wasn't his first touch for which he scored, but it was the first time he was in receipt of the ball. And uh, Glenn Hoddle can chalk that one up as rather a good substitution. Only 25 seconds between him coming onto the pitch, taking on two defenders, looking as though he played it too far forward, finishing with a shot and scoring. All done in the space of under half a minute and putting Southampton 2-0 into the lead.